You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day and another week, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. Nick, uh, the diary, first of all. You went through the morning meeting, you went through the diary with 80 or 90 of your colleagues worldwide. What's on the agenda? Isn't there something happening on Tuesday? Yeah, morning, Lindsay. Exciting, exciting. Okay, so um, week would be probably a busy one for America and, and the like, even under normal circumstances. But um, yes. nuggets are excited for this stuff. But we've got a, we've got a Federal Reserve meeting. We've got the latest job figures. We've got another wave of uh, third quarter earning results hitting the screens. This is all obviously against the backdrop of uh, record COVID-19 cases. But then you start to add in the presidential election tomorrow, which I know you and I are both excited about. And it's easy to see why uh, why the investors will be focusing on the world's largest economy in the next few days. And we've obviously got also we've got uh, a few changes too. So the Federal Reserve normally holds its meeting on the Wednesday. Right. Um, that's been pushed back. That's been pushed back to a Thursday because of uh, the elections at four o'clock. A few changes there. And then to top it off, we've got uh, my goodness. We've got so many central banks as well. We've got the Bank of England announcing its policy decision on Thursday. And that's obviously after the latest lockdown announcement over the weekend. So that's going to weigh over that. Uh, we've got central banks uh, in Australia expecting a record rate cut tomorrow. They're expecting a new record to a new record low. Um, we've got central banks in Malaysia, Norway, Poland, Czech Republic all uh, announcing as well. Crikey. And then uh, not to – yeah, no, it's a busy one. And not to forget also company earnings. We're still third week into U.S. earnings season. We started with the banks. We had the big techs last week, Tech Thursday. Uh, and this week we've got payment – they're out before the open today, and that's quite exciting because they just recently announced a bid to expand into cryptocurrencies. We've got Fitbit out on Wednesday, and then Thursday, another busy one with on the back of, obviously, the Fed announcement. On Thursday, we've got Nintendo, we've got Uber, we've got that exercise bike Peloton, which has been one of the sort of stay-at-home benefits, yeah. cloud storage group Dropbox. Uh, and then um, locally, we've got uh, manufacturing numbers out of South Africa today. Uh, that's the ABSA purchasing minutes PMR, which was a huge bounce back last week. So hopefully that can continue. And then we've got uh, some results. Also, Thursday is going to be a chocolate day. Thursday, locally, we've got Diskim, we've got uh, Foschini Group, uh, and we've got an Arsenal Mitter with a production update. Phew, so there we go. It's a really busy the, diary. Plus, the world's largest IPO is coming up as well. <laughs> Ant is listening. Yes, of course. Ant. Ant, Ant is listening this week. It's an extraordinary story. It started in 2013, I think it was. Was it? Did I get to one number wrong there? Either 2003 or 2013. Anyway, as part of the Alibaba group, then it was spun off and it will now become probably the world's largest listed financial services company in terms of market cap and probably um, customers as well. It's a fascinating uh, business model they've got there. And suddenly it's, it's going to be in our lives. We've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's an extraordinary score, Lindsay. I mean, I, I can't – you know, excuse me if I get a couple wrong, but yep. the, the numbers, the stats that have been coming through on end. So something like – it's something like 287 times oversubscribed oh my goodness. Um, for the listing. And this is where it gets quite fun in games because the reason behind that is that all the banks in China, this has been a huge uh, sort of a – uh, event for them as well. It's, I mean, it's an unbelievably successful story, quite frankly. I mean, we're, I mean, half the Western world hasn't heard of it, but it's the largest financial platform in the world. But the banks are offering 30 times gearing on it. So you can put $3 down, Hong Kong dollars, for example, the exposure 30 times to participate in this IPO. So hence the massive oversubscribe. But no, it's a massive one too. I mean, as I said, with all the noise this week, I mean, 
but it's, it really is an extraordinary five days ahead of us. Maybe it'll all come together. Maybe this is the nexus of the investing universe. We get to the biggest listing ever. We've got the mm-hmm. presidential election in the United States of America, which won't be known, the result of which won't be known, because 90 million plus people have already voted in the United States. And we don't know when the postal votes are going to be counted. And then you've got all those central banks you're talking about. Maybe everything converges and either mm-hmm. we get a melt-up or a meltdown. What do you think? I don't know. Look, look. if history is a guide, you've got to be very careful. When the tallest skyscrapers in the world go up, when the biggest oil company in the in the world lists, uh, and now we've got the biggest tech player in the world listing as well, yeah. it tends to ring the bell, as they say. Um, so I'm a little bit cautious. When I start seeing these guys coming to the market, I want to ask why. You know, why come to the market now? It's, they're coming to the market because there's a massive demand for tech shares at the moment. But as we've seen, as we've seen last, uh, or just look at Friday, Lindsay, for example, if you look at what happened on Friday. I mean, we had uh, the, all those big tech companies reporting, and they all sort of beat the market quite handsomely, but uh, they, they didn't quite get it. I mean, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, all beat analyst expectations. But I mean, uh, Facebook was down 6% on Friday. Amazon yeah. was down 5 Apple was down 4.8%. Mm. So these stocks are priced to perfection. So with Ant Group coming this week, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly I'm a little bit nervous of the timing, but nevertheless, it's going to be I mean, exciting times for all of us. Amazing week coming up. Mm. Uh, buckle up. The dollar round is 16.29. The British pound against the round is 21.03. And the euro round is 18.96. The euro dollar, 116.35. That dollar again in the ascendancy by about, around about a third of a percent against the single European currency. On the US markets on Friday, the Dow Jones was down 0.6%. The S&P was down 1.2%. And the NASDAQ, because of those heavyweights that you just mentioned, down nearly 2.5%. The gold price this morning, yeah, it's just doing nothing. Thing. It's 1884, more or less flat. The platinum price is 854, which I think is up about six dollars an ounce. Where's Palladium, please, Nick Kunzen? Yeah, I think a good session actually. Palladium is uh, 2250 and was under 2200 a few days ago, up 1.6 percent. Okay, and the big story of the day is uh, the crude oil price, and this is um, yeah, this isn't great for Sasson. No. 4.7% weaker. It probably was a 2 or 3% worse than that. Uh, I think I saw on the BBC, it was down 7.8%. But that's probably the spot price versus the near month future, which is the one that I look at. The Brent crude oil price, incidentally, is 3.9% weaker as well. And we're talking about $34, give or take for West Texas, and $36.5 for Brent crude. These are big, big moves, incredibly Mm. impactful in the short, medium, and potentially long term as well. Mm. And you'd have to say, Lindsay, you know, talking about sort of leading indicators, I mean, given... I mean, this is telling you that, you know, prepare ourselves. I'm not saying we're going to get a double dip recession on the likes of Europe, but with, with, the, with the first world economies and the Western economies very much closing down, although in limited capacity, they are closing down. Uh, I, I think this is quite a good leading indicator. And it's telling you that things are going to get a little bit tough out there. You know, we're not, we're not turning over like we should be turning over. But I mean, to see West Texas and, and, um, Brain both as a $30 odd handles is Mm. is frightening. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. And uh, one of the reasons is that Libya, because of the um, truce in the civil war, which is something that in normal times we'd be speaking about um, every every couple of days, no one's focused on that. But now there's been a truce. And I think the daily production is up to 100,000 barrels a day. And that just sort of tips it over between the market being fairly tight to being well supplied. Mm. 
and also, mm. of course, with the demand uh, aspect, this is the perfect storm for crude. Tell me where Sassel is, please. Sassel's actually holding out okay, uh, given, given a, well, I guess, a little bit of a weaker end, but given where the oil price is, it's currently, last trader price is 82, 82.00, which is down 2.3%. Uh, remember, we had a quite a big bounce back on Friday, about 12% up on the day. Yeah. Um, still, you know, still nowhere near it was north of 100 a, a month ago. But uh, it is actually, I think, holding out reasonably okay for now. Walter, um, the um, Stock Exchange News Service, any results, any statements? I've got Hewlett Sarney, I don't know what that company is, trading mm. statement, anything this morning? Angler Gold, Angler Gold with the trading, was it a production update or something came across the wires? I didn't see. Let me have a look. Aspen Pharmacare so announces agreement with Johnson & Johnson, which is quite a big deal, actually, because Johnson & Johnson mm. isn't the smallest company in the world, and it's going to manufacture investigational COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. Uh, so if this yeah, thing does get rolled out, South Africa in Port Elizabeth will be helping the world, which is good. Absolutely, yeah. I actually, we were punting this a, a couple of days ago, just thinking we'll, it was either the Wednesday or the Thursday when that massive down there, was it the Thursday, when everything was properly hammered. Uh, around, I mean, DAX was down on 4 or 5%. Mm. And the only thing it was up was was Aspen. Right. Um, it was attributed to a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. uh, apparently the, the money coming in from a thrombosis deal, thrombosis yes. coming in at the start of this month as opposed to December, two billion coming in. But I actually commented to someone that you always look at what the price was on a down day. Like, what's the only share that up? There's no sellers in that share, and that was Aspen on the Thursday, and then today up four point six percent currently so I, I think this uh, this is certainly one to keep an eye on and, and you're right Lindsay when, you know, these, they, they have the biggest production facilities for manufacturing generic medicines in the southern hemisphere that's a fact yeah. uh, and you've got to say when the biggest thing I've seen about a vaccine coming out is how fast can you get it out to the populace mm. you know it's going to I've seen some reports saying it'll take a year to get vaccines out across the board so yeah I think there's a direct beneficiary and I think Aspen might have further to run so keep an eye on that one in the, in the Lindsay Williams fund I will do indeed Tiger Brands came out with an updated trading statement for the year ended 30th of step, September on my delayed screen up uh, around about two and a half percent what are they saying I mean they've just you know, got rid of that value-added meat um, division, which caused all the mm. problems, I think, about a year and a half ago. But I still can't get excited about it, unless, of course, someone comes in and takes it out because it's got some good brands. Yeah, I think I think this is one of the SA Inc., I don't know, call it David Shapiro's takeover fund or yes. whatever it's going to be, or the dogs of the, of the JSC. You know, under huge pressure over the years, they made a lot of sort of own goals with the stereosis uh, problems they caused and, of course, some like, tragic deaths as well. Yes. But I, I, with the brand names they've got, um, from a South African point of view, this I mean, some really household, Albany um, Bread is one of them, and they've got King Corn and Ace uh, which is like a, uh, a maze. I mean, they're huge, absolutely huge. So um, I think I, I would put this in one of those sort of uh, the potential to, you know, when things recover to one of these recovery shares. Uh, stock up 2.6%, so bucking the trend a bit. Very good. Angle Gold Shans, incidentally, came out with a statement that says their free cash flow has risen 290%, and that was put into place by the previous CEO, who's now with Vedanta, I think it is. Also, mm. a market update right, for, the, for the quarter ended 30th of September, and it says here, which is quite good, listen to this, Angle Gold Ashanti doubles its dividend payout ratio on stronger balance sheet and improved margins. And you've never heard of that sort of thing with gold shares before. And the no. share price up around about 5% today. No. I actually chuckled because because I actually had a conversation a week or two ago and we were analysing some gold 
companies and we're thinking, you know, if we should be getting into them or not. And and we start looking at this sort of the, the real cash flows and, and what we look at, it, which is the free cash flow yields, which is quite a good indicator if these guys can continue to pay ca- uh, dividends. These these gold mining companies, I mean, 20 years ago, Lindsay, you remember being in the market. Which, yeah. I mean, gold companies were, I mean, you took a punt. I mean, they never paid dividends. They weren't cash flow. They were speculative. You know, they, you know, they were cyclical. All of a sudden, the balance sheets of gold mining companies and precious metal companies are, are, are I hesitate to say, are they they're behaving like really good, solid businesses? And they're not spending at the top of the cycle on CapEx like they used to. Uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti, a case in point, I mean, doubling its dividend payout. I mean, it really is uh, yeah. in a world where they don't do um, – uh, where they don't do uh, – we're looking for yield. I mean, we're all looking for yield and income and uh, look no further than what we're seeing. I think it's very good. I actually wonder, Lindsay, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, people – I had a conversation in a meeting this morning where these gold mining companies and mining companies are making so much cash and paying out so much dividends, wondering why the rand is so strong, that the balance of trade in South Africa is far better than people actually realize, where you might, almost might have been saved by some of these miners. I mean, there's a – just a food for thought. That's a good point. In fact, uh, didn't we get the mm. trade numbers out last week? Is it something yeah. that we ignored? And let me just quickly look at mm. it uh, while we're doing. Anyway, give us the indices, if you would, uh, Nick. While I'm trying to get up this uh, this trade mm. story, because it's a good point you've just made. Yeah. So JSC All Share is in the trend. A really nice, solid start today. Up half a percent. Uh, Fifty-one thousand nine hundred fifty-two. Two hundred sixty-seven points up. Uh, top forty also up half a percent. Forty-seven thousand seven hundred six. And if you look at the individual indices, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but healthcare leading us higher, 2.21. We just spoke about Aspen, so that's going to be the, the one. Technology, 0.69%. Uh, basic materials, also up 0.2%. Financials, also holding a little bit at 0.1%. And on the downside, industrials are 0.1% lower. Uh, real estate, quarter percent weaker. And then um, what else? Academic and educational services. That'll be your studios, etc. They're down 0.3. But overall, I would say solid start to this one. It's going to be an extraordinary busy week. It really is. Looking forward to it enormously in a perverse sort of way. Nick Kunzer, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's Nick Kunzer from Sun and Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.